up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, I'm doing well. Doing well. Another uh, week in the books here. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Um, we're both looking like we're going to be picking up a win here in our, our work league. And then our in our main dynasty, it's coming down to Metcalf. We need him to not be great. Yeah, 14, 15 points or less, it looks like we need. Yeah, which is is a big ask, but also, you know, the the circumstances are right. You know, we were talking this morning, my, you know, Lattimore, pretty good corner and, you know, have Russ, you know, the the storm's brewing uh, for it to to work out in our favor, but we'll see. Yeah, fingers crossed, we will see, but it definitely seems like it's possible. And, and, you know, we're 5-1 there, so can take a loss, but it's to a main, uh, main division rival, so definitely be good to get that win and, and get a, a little piece of the tiebreaker yeah and then we do quite a bit of smack talk too so anyway, <laughs> it hurts when you lose after you've been talking so much oh yeah yeah especially leading into this week yeah that's that's our style though that it is and uh as we get into week eight here uh we got to figure out how we're going to be able to win some games. And that usually comes down to uh, picking up the right players, isn't that? Yes, that is a very true, crucial time of the year. Um, you know, you're on that that bubble. You, you know if you're a playoff team, you know if you're not a playoff team, and then you know if, if you, you know, might get in with one of those last spots or might not. So waivers are incredibly important. Um, week seven buys, we only got the Ravens and the Raiders on buy. Yeah, big turnaround from six buys last week to only two here this week. Yeah, heaven forbid you do just four and four and just even yeah. things out, making things a little bit easier. But whatever. It felt so weird, like because I think there are only a few games in each of the windows for uh, for red zone because of the bye yeah. weeks. Yeah, you just I don't know why they do it. I'm sure there's a reason that we just don't understand. But <laughs> either way, regardless, Ravens and, and Raiders are on bye this week. So uh, let, let's jump into the waivers here. Well, running backs, um, not too many. Um, we did get yeah. some. News big injury about, there in, in Philly with Miles Sanders, I think, is going to be the big thing here. We don't know if he's missing time yet, though, right? Uh, word I just read here is that he voided any um, broken bones, but they expect him to miss two to three weeks. Okay, there you go. Two to three weeks, so incredibly important. You have uh, mm-hmm. Kenneth Gainwell and um, Scott over there in, in Philly. Uh, Gainwell, surprisingly, only rostered in 22% of leagues. Um Scott only two percent. So, um, you know, out of the two, who do you want? What are you What are you bidding on him? Yeah, I think Gainwell clearly is the one that they like more. He's getting action even with Sanders healthy. I think they'll probably be a pretty even split. Um, you know, maybe Gainwell edges and edges out Scott a lot a bit, but they definitely trust Boston Scott. And I think big situations, maybe they would go to him. But Gainwell has proven all year that he needs to get touches and. He has been, so I think they're both good plays. I think I probably would put more in for Kenny Gainwell, just because you probably have more upside there. Um, both of them have a pretty solid matchup against Detroit this week, and overall, not you know, not horrible matchups. You got Detroit, uh, the Chargers, let's say, and then and then Denver would be the next three if if we're expected. Um, um, if we're expecting Sanders to miss you know two or three weeks. Pretty solid matchups, uh, you know. So I think both of them have to be rostered and you know, probably somewhere in the five to eight range for Scott and probably looking 10 to 20, if not more for Gainwell, right? Yeah, probably. Um, 
Scott's a tough one because his usage this year has been non-existent. But then when he came in and it went for miles going down, I believe he did out carry Gainwell. Um, not by a lot. It was like seven to five or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I found that surprising. So I don't know. You know, like you said, someone you know that needs a running back will probably come in and, and do that seven or eight percent. Um, but I don't think I would pay that. Um, to your point, you know, Gainwell is a more interesting one to me as well. Uh, and I think you're probably right. 15, 20%, you know, and again, you know, that guy that's on the bubble and needs a running back might pay up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's certainly possible, but, uh, and a lot of leads, I can see him go for 20% as well. So we'll see. Um, we will not see in our league because I still have Gainwell. <laughs> I do see that. I pulled him up. I use our league waivers here for, uh, a reference from the podcast and, Saw that name there. I might uh the might use launch. him as some trade bait. <laughs> Let's see yeah, hey, if I can do weeks. something here. Because I got, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting on, uh, who are my running backs? Chubb, Najee, Patterson, um, Mitchell, and and Gainwell. So I I, yeah. I got the Solid depth to move someone. If Chubb comes back this week. Yeah, yeah and he's already in practice, so he should be fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, me aside, um, next on our list, um, uh, barely making the cut of our cutoff is uh, Mr. Herbert down there in Chicago, rostered in 59% of leagues. Um, again, I'm surprised because he's been tearing it up. Um, I, I think I, it probably went down this week too with Damian Williams coming back. People maybe got a little scared of, of how the split would be and either didn't start him or maybe dropped him in certain scenarios. And that's why we're at 59%. But he once again clearly looked like the lead guy. 19 carries, three targets. Uh, I mean, he almost had 100 yards, just shy, got in the end zone. So he definitely looks like the guy that they trust the most there. You know, to only three carries and one target for Damian Williams. Um, so until until David Montgomery comes back, Herbert is the guy. Yeah, and, and Montgomery, I think, was on the three-week IR. And that three weeks has passed, but I haven't seen anything about his return. So I, I kind of put Herbert in the same realm as Gainwell. Like, obviously, he's better. but his his uh usage might be more limited to like maybe another week maybe two yeah you know, we really don't know um bidding on him is difficult you know if he was just dropped i think he got a bid you know probably 30 plus percent to get him if he's been available this whole time in your league then you could probably just throw whatever at him 10 yeah. percent, just to secure your get him you know and people are obviously not looking his way yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, he, th- this was the third week of um, Dave Montgomery being inactive and on the IR, so would technically be eligible this week. They have San Francisco, um, then a Monday night game against Pittsburgh if they're going to give him a little extra rest, but then the bye after that. So I think this is, you know, should this have been the bye, obviously we think he'd come back next week. Should the bye be week nine, then maybe it's like, oh yeah, we'll give him one extra week, but two games and then the bye, I think... You know, you might be asking a lot to, you know, have him benched for two more weeks if he's healthy. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see. But I think Herbert, at the very least, is a good stash to have in case of injury because we know he's going to be the guy. Um, But if Montgomery misses another game, San Francisco's pretty good defense. Pittsburgh, obviously, is usually very good. But I think just the volume, you, you have to, you know, have him in consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next on the list, Sabaje P. Ryan had himself another good week. Um, nice yeah, breakaway touchdown. His usage, 11 carries, 52 yards, another catch as well. And he's only one carry behind Joe Mixon's rushing attempts for the day. 
Yeah, pretty surprising. Um, only rostered in in what uh eight percent of league, seven percent of league, seven. Yeah, yeah, not a lot. Um, Got the Jets coming up, so it could be good game script for him. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, he's another one. You know, people might be on more on board now because he's done it two weeks in a row. Um, he's one that I don't, I don't trust because I, I just, I don't know. It's hard to trust Samaje P. Ryan, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, he's probably another what fifteen percenter, I think, probably. Yeah, I probably wouldn't spend more than you know ten. So you, you know, probably don't come down with him in many places. But he's more of, I think, a handcuff because even though he's looked good. If Mixon gets hurt, if Evans is healthy, they definitely have given Evans some work as well. So I don't know that we definitively know it would be all P. Ryan if he had the opportunity, just because they seem to like multiple backs that they have there. Yeah, agreed. And then the other, uh, our last running back here is uh, Brendan Bolden over there in, in New England. Rostered in 6% of leagues, had himself a good week. He slid into that uh, James White role there. So what do you think about him? What would you be bidding on him? Yeah, Bolden, it's tough to say. I mean, he had only one carry, I believe. Two carries for seven, uh, for two carries for no yards, but six catches on seven targets for 79 yards and a touchdown. So in a situation where you're looking for running back help, right, you don't have a ton going, going for you, he's not a bad play getting that much volume through the air. So I think, you know, somewhere in that 5 to 10 range, once again, I just don't know that you're going to get the pure volume that you'd want to see out of a guy like, you know, like him. So I don't know that I'm spending a ton on him because you still have Najee there. You still have Andre Stevenson. Even JJ Taylor out, out rushed him. Um, but it seems like he's going to consistently have a role there at least. Yeah. He's to me, he falls in that category of new England guy. That's just hard to trust. Um, and you know, like you said, he, he could be a fine flex option to throw in there or, he could just be nothing for you. And, and and that's worrisome. Um, I don't know what I would bid probably like 5%. I'm really not interested. I don't, I'm sure he'll probably go for more than that in your leagues for some desperate guy, but I just, I want to stay away. I don't, I don't like that situation. Yeah. I think it's more, yeah, desperation if you really need to play. And, and obviously there's not a ton of bye weeks this week. So, I mean, what are you, you're Josh Jacobs owner, you're the Latavius Murray Freeman, you, you know, there's probably better options out there on the waivers as well as on your roster in most places. Yep. And then uh, moving over to the the wide receivers here, uh, Marquez Callaway. We talked about him last week. Um, roster in 49% of leagues. You know, obviously he's got the game tonight. Um, you know, we're recording here on Monday. So um, I guess we'll really need to wait and see what his usage is there. Um, and yeah, I mean, he had a good usage b- before the bye week. So I think... You know, the, uh, there's definitely something to be said that, you know, he's working his way up. I know he had um, four for 41 and a touchdown in week three, only two, but for 74. So he's got the big play in week four. And then week five before the bye week, uh, eight targets, four catches, 85 yards, two touchdowns. So definitely has a lot of upside. I think at this point, he's kind of proven that he's got to be on a roster. You know, he's probably your 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 kind of juice play where if you need a big you know you need a big game you're going all in on him knowing that you got you know maybe a lower floor yeah and it depends on you know michael thomas and what happens you know when he returns yeah. and you know how things shake out on on that front so um 
remains to be seen. Um, you know, another guy, well, not another guy, because like Callaway, but you know, from Michael Thomas being away to Michael Gallup being away, um, he is looking to make his return. I, I think he's been activated, but I don't think they're expecting him yes. this week. It might be another. I know he's activated, and now the the window is basically twenty one days to to like put him on the active yeah. roster. So yeah, I think they're I'm, expecting yeah. another week at least, not this week. So maybe they get yeah, get some practice in here. You know, he had the bye week. So yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely got got stashed. Like we've been talking about Rashad Bateman for a while, right? Just because there's upside there, possibly an opening. You know, maybe not as big of an opening here with the way that the tight ends have been playing, but maybe that eats into the tight ends a little bit. Um, and he's you know going to be one of those kind of boost plays that you could take your shot on and you know maybe it's his week in the offense of those three skilled receivers they have yeah absolutely agreed 100 percent um russell gage had himself a week um out in uh, atlanta a big game you know a lot of a lot was expected of him in the offseason he hasn't really lived up to that but he's been out for a while but uh uh an interesting play if he could capture kind of you know what people expected of him what do you think of uh, mr gage yeah, I think he's a solid play. Um, I, it's tough because you're probably not going to be looking at a ton of upside for him. You got Pitts and you got Callaway or um, Calvin Ridley there. So there's definitely a smaller piece of the pie. Um, but they have Carolina, I believe, this week. Uh, or is it no, Tampa? Or yeah, Carolina, because it's all of the um, NFC South teams playing each other. So he's got Atlanta, uh, Atlanta and Carolina. So Carolina's pretty good defense. We'll see if Stephon, uh, Stephon Gilmore gets activated. He didn't play this week. Um, so I don't know that we have an idea of when he's going to play. But they have been a pretty good defense, but have overall as a team not been playing great. So I think you're hoping for some safe, you know, decent volume. But you're looking at the third or even fourth option if you really consider um Patterson, right? Yeah, yeah, and you have to. You know, he does a lot of damage in the air, so yeah, that that can't be ignored. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, he's a good kind of depth guy to take to grab and wait and, and and see what happens. See if maybe he can recapture what we thought. Um, uh, Khalif Raymond next on the list uh, over in Detroit. If you don't know the name, yeah, um, he's had a couple blow up games this year, um, and then a, a couple other, you know. Not fantastic, but you know, pretty average. You know, didn't make or break you kind of weeks. Um, so uh, interesting. Definitely not one of the guys that people had pinned for for breaking out in Detroit. But uh, he's done pretty good here. Um, he might end up just being kind of a boom bust kind of a guy. It's hard to tell because you know his fantasy scores are all over the place. Um, just for our league, half point scoring. 7.4, So, you know, he's not quite boom bust because, you know, there's some average scores in there, but he's he's kind of hard to predict, I think. Yeah, and the one thing is he does have the Eagles this week, so decent matchup, but he does have the bye coming up after that. I don't know that I'd want to spend up a ton, um, and then that bye week would be the Lions, Seahawks, Buccaneers, and Washington being that you may need to move on from him after the one week because of buy situations, depending on how your team looks and what kind of buys you have. So take that into consideration that you're getting him um, 
going into his buy after this week if you do pick him up. Yep, absolutely. Good point. Um, the news of the day here, uh, uh, Devontae Adams going on the COVID list, and then uh, Alan Lazard probably going to be on this list anyway because he's had two good weeks in a row. Uh, he is a, a must-get, and I'd imagine you're going to have to pay up. You know, he's not a running back, but, you know, two good weeks in a row, the guy in front of you going down, good offense, you know, people dealing with bye weeks. Yeah, it's kind great of a matchup. I mean, yeah, it's because perfect of the game script at least. Yeah, it's a perfect storm for Lazard. So what what would you be bidding on him if you, if you needed a, a wide receiver? If you really need a receiver play, I, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't mind spending closer to 20. Uh, I spend a ton on the wide receiver position just because of the quantity that's usually out there. But, I mean, this is a guy, it's it's going to be, what, him and, and Cobb, I guess, and MVS maybe. Like, it, it's probably going to be spread around. Maybe it's a Tunyon game, who knows. But I think you have to take a shot on him. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I probably agree with the price tag too. That that sounds about right. Um, now, you know, you do need to keep in mind, you know, Adam's COVID situation is probably, I'd assume, not going to be anything more than a week. Um, mm-hmm. But again, he's had standalone value the past two weeks. So you don't really know. But yeah, 20%, I think, sounds about right, especially if you need a wide receiver um, or just some depth. You know, if you need some depth, I'm not sure if I'd part with 20%. Um, maybe take a shot on something a little bit less, but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a must grab. He's one of the more interesting guys on this list for me. And we know he could do it. We've seen it in years past that he's been productive for stretches. So that's good. Um, your boy here, Will, uh, Rashad Bateman, Adam himself. Um, another big week from a target standpoint, uh, from a, a fancy standpoint, he was uh, again, fine. You know, he didn't, uh, he didn't win you the week. He didn't lose you the week. You know, he, he was solid, really good, um, which is what you want to see. Oh, you're your rookie, right? And only Ross is thirty two percent of weeks. He is on a buy this week, um, but maybe that presents an opportunity to grab him. Yeah, maybe you can buy low. You know, if a, if a team is looking to just, um, you know, looking to fill a roster spot, team you know can't afford the bye week. Maybe you can go out and trade for him, or you possibly could. To pick him up if someone has to move on from him because of uh, bye weeks and they have to cut him. So keep an eye out in your leagues. Like I said, he's 32% rostered now that could go down with the bye week um, if people don't have room to hold him. Yep, absolutely. And then the last one we have here, uh, Mr. Cole Beasley. Um, somebody definitely on the list a lot. Not uh, not as wonderful as he has been in years past, but it definitely fitting that kind of boom bust mold. Um, you know, his last week. Um, I think he had uh, 80 some yards People and a touchdown. There, right? Yeah. Yeah. He did a lot, but the week prior, he had like one point. <laughs> um, so he, he's definitely kind of boom bust. Um, there's a lot of good options there in, in Buffalo between, you know, Knox, Sanders, Diggs, him, um, you know, Josh Allen just running it in. So he, he's not going to be consistent, but uh, he could provide you some boom if that's what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think you have a chance at some major upside there just because of how powerful that offense is, but you are competing with Sanders uh, and, and not Dawson Knox for those targets behind digs. Yes, sir. Now moving over to the tight end position, CJ Uzama had himself a game. Yeah. I think we we're talking about how, you know, he probably had his best game of his career a few weeks ago, but he's trying to follow that up with another good game here. And I watched the touchdowns, man. He made, put some good moves after the catch to get by the defender, change the direction and get in the end zone. Look like on both of them. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and you know, 
in between those two weeks between you know this boom game and the last boom game um he did have one that was not very good he had i think like 15 yards um and the other one was fine it was like 15 yards but he did score so you know that's good um he does seem like a your typical kind of boom bust tight end he's not going to be anything consistent like we know what uzama is he isn't breaking out at this point um you know, provided there's no injuries, you know, Jamar Chase goes down and, and suddenly, you know, maybe he does become more consistent. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, yeah, he definitely has some boom to his game if that's what you need. Uh, you know, he's a tight end. I probably wouldn't be bidding too much on him, but he is interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, if you need a tight end, like I, I've got Darren Waller, ended up going with somebody else. But if he's out there, he's someone I wouldn't mind picking up and just taking the shot on because you're missing Waller on your bye week this week or or Mark Andrews. Yeah, so it's big, I guess technically a big bye week for tight ends. You're going to have two of the premier guys out. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, you know, one guy, if you're looking for more consistency, it's probably Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, since he's talk- taken over nine targets, six targets, seven targets, um, he hasn't really burned you for fantasy. He's been solid. Um, one week was a really good week. Uh, the other two were just fine. But uh of the two and then actually probably of all of them that we're talking about today he's probably the more interesting again we don't know how long you know his usage is going to be with with logan thomas out and, and i'd assume returning at some point but um he should be rostered only rostered 54 percent of leagues yeah i think he's definitely someone you got to take a shot on especially while logan thomas is out uh he seems to be probably the second non-running back uh, option here i mean it's pretty inconsistent with the other receivers behind McLaurin, you know, Gibson and, um, and McClure, or, um, McKissick are going to get their looks, but they definitely have a concealed Jones in the game plan. So I think he's someone that has to be rostered here, especially on a, a year with, or a week with a couple of big time tight end buys. Agreed. Um, Ty Conklin. Um, also popping up on the list here. He was on the bye this week, if memory serves. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I believe Minnesota's coming off the bye, just as is Dallas. So big matchup. And I think, you know, he's he, he's okay, but he, you the potential you're going to have to score a good bit against Dallas. You know, maybe this is a shootout. You take your shot on maybe one of the higher over-unders. I haven't looked at them yet, but I presume this is probably one of the higher over-unders of the week. Yeah, agreed. And he might be a forgotten guy because he was on the bye, so he didn't do anything. You know, he didn't have a good game um, like a, you know, Uzama or Seals Jones. So he might be the forgotten guy there. Um, Cole Komet, worth mentioning. He's had two fine weeks in a row. Um, You know, again, didn't win your week, but didn't lose your week. Um, He he wasn't too bad. Uh, Now... The, the worry is that you're playing a bear <laughs> and nobody mm-hmm. wants to do that. Um, so uh, it's, it's kind of a, a risky spot, but um, you know, a young guy, he could start putting it together. Um, got a couple more weeks until he gets to his buy. So, you know, maybe, but he, probably a guy I'd imagine you can get for free if you want. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's someone, you know, as I said, we're a couple weeks away from his buy. So you might be able to stream him for a week or two and been fairly consistent when it comes to, you know, the last few weeks of, of being able to put up some numbers here, looking at, you know, 6.9, 6.8 in the last two weeks and half point scoring, obviously not great. If he gets in the end zone, you know, 5 for 43, 4 for 49. So you're just hoping he gets in the end zone there and that would have really put him over. Yeah. And then our, our last tight end here, Robert Tunyon had himself a good week. And then he is also a benefactor of this, uh, 
this Adams Deuce, um, Ross with 51% of league. So, you know, half of you, he's out there. Um, that's pretty interesting. Um, he's at Arizona this week. So that could absolutely be a shootout, a very interesting game. You know, maybe this is going to be where Arizona loses finally, but, uh, um, yeah, Tanya, he's probably the, well, for a one week, yeah, probably a period, I would say he's the most interesting guy on the list yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, say, hypothetically speaking, you had Darren Waller, Steve, and, and you were needing to start a tight end this week. Would Tanya be your guy? Oh, yeah. If, if it's a one, my only hesitation isn't from uh, not liking Tanya. It, it's like he's guaranteed a good week in my eyes. If it's just scary to say, you'll probably end up doing nothing. But uh, whereas Ricky Seals Jones, you know, I don't know when. Logan Thomas is coming back. Maybe you still get three more weeks of, of solid Ricky Seals Jones. And is that better than one really good week of Tunyon? And then, you know, two more weeks of, you know, what he's been the rest of the year, mm. maybe. But, you know, one week, Waller's out, Andrews is out, Tunyon's my guy for sure. Yeah. And, and hypothetically, once again, Steve, how much would you be willing to spend on this guy for a one week rental? Oh, boy. Um, asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Um, that's a tough one. Um, Oh man, I think oh I think you're gonna have to pay a lot, mm-hmm. and it's because like Lazard, it's the perfect storm. He he had a good yeah. week, you know. The story with Adams is out there, so I don't know for one. I mean, he is a tight end. You'd probably have to go over twenty percent, and mm-hmm. if someone's desperate enough, I'm sure they'll get up in the thirties. But I think something in the twenties will get it done. Is that what you're like thinking? Said, or? You're going to have, you know, the Mark Andrews owner and, and the Darren Waller owner probably both lead, both both lately aren't holding a second tight end at that point. So, in all likelihood, you're going to be competing with at least one other owner, if not another team that's just looking for filling. Is this that our position. work league? This is our work league because there, there's a certain owner in our league that has Hawkinson and Ertz that that may be interested in a trade <laughs> and be interested in trying to package a bunch of players together as always. Probably. I want to upgrade somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can look at that later. Um, yeah, take a look at the uh, streaming quarterbacks here. It's a couple interesting options. Yeah, so we have um, Wentz um, packaged with his terrible interception um, versus Tennessee. Uh, that was something else, wasn't it? <laughs> that was. I mean, I, I, I mean, I've seen it, right? I've been firsthand for years now. And and maybe not that bad, but you know he's always just trying to make a play out in something, and then that just, yeah, it was just pitiful to watch. Yeah. Anyway, Wentz <laughs> a versus Tennessee. Um, Trevor Lawrence at Seattle, Garoppolo at Chicago, Sam Darnold at Atlanta, and Daniel Jones at Kansas City. Who do you want? Yeah, I mean, I think first glance you think you know Tennessee's defense is very good. It's a divisional matchup. Carson Wentz they really need to win that game if they're gonna want to have a shot at con- you know competing. I believe they already lost to Tennessee, and they are two back. So if you lose this one, you're three back, and you don't have the tiebreaker. So that's a, that's a must win there. So you maybe kind of go with the momentum, and then what needs to happen. Um, but I think. I think Lawrence and Jones are probably the ones that interest me the most, you know, because of the matchups. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has been playing better in recent weeks. Get Seattle, who you know, seems to be middling, and, and we'll see as Russell Wilson come back. I've, I've heard, you know, he's ahead of schedule. Obviously, not playing tonight on Monday Night Football, but maybe he makes it back for next week, and that changes the dynamic. But Lawrence is interesting. Daniel Jones, I think, is a sneaky play. Depending on who who can all get healthy, it is a Monday Night game. Um, but against Kansas City, Kansas City has to win. So, you know, they're, they're what, three and four now. They need to get on track. So that could be a high-scoring game. Yeah, and I think that's my answer. Um, 
Kansas City is like dead last in every major major defensive category. <laughs> like they, they've just been terrible. Um, and you know, Daniel Jones isn't you know the greatest quarterback on earth, but I, I think he can put up some points. So I think he's my guy. Surprising, I don't like it, but you know, I don't, yeah, it doesn't I don't trust... feel right. But it, I think it, I think that's the play. I think him Lawrence is kind of the backup, and, and you know he's out there twenty eight percent rostered, so you're gonna have a shot at him. He is. And the other guys, they all just worry me. Like Wentz, we know what mm-hmm. Wentz is. Lawrence is a rookie. Jimmy G might not even be starting. I don't even know. Um, and Darnold hasn't looked good. So, yeah. No. It's got to be Daniel Jones for me. Yeah. Um, so we'll move over to defensive streamers here. Got a few options. Um, we've got the Bengals, 18% rostered at the, at the Jets. We've got the Chargers, 16% rostered at New England. A couple of higher ones. Uh, Washington at Denver, 34 uh, we got Steelers at fifty-two percent at Cleveland, but you know potentially the Baker list. We'll see who gets healthy there. That could be an interesting one. Um, and then the battle of the two of the worst teams in uh, in the NFC here: the Eagles and Lions going heads up against each other. Any interest in any of these uh, any of these defenses? Yeah, so I'll give two answers here. Um, the the one that I like the most is the Steelers uh, because of what you said with Cleveland. Everyone's just so banged up. Um, Steelers also coming off the bye. Um, so extra prep time, which is nice, but they're 52% owned. So 50, 50 shot, whether they're out there for you. Um, if we're looking in some of the lesser owned teams, I'll probably take my shot on the Bengals, um, at the jets, uh, you know, chargers at new England's pretty interesting too. Um, it's not bad. I, I don't, yeah, I don't really trust Washington against Denver and I'm not playing with the Eagles and the lions there. So if the seals aren't available, I'll go with the Bengals here. What about you? Yeah, kind of second most to what you say. I will say Washington's defense does look to be playing a little bit better. Obviously, they had a couple of rough weeks early on, but the last two weeks in our scoring format um, have only let up 11 points, and that's against Kansas City and Green Bay. Um, sorry, 11 fantasy points scored against uh, Green Bay and Kansas City. So giving up some points, 31 points and 24 points respectively, uh, but three sacks and three turnovers in the Kansas City game, uh, and three sacks, a turnover, and a block in the Green Bay game. So they definitely, that defensive line seems to be picking it up and getting to the quarterback. And Denver's kind of, you know, they, they couldn't even beat a, a, ten, a Cleveland team that was missing half their team. They seem to be a little out of whack. Um, we'll see if they get, you know, get healthy here. Teddy, get, you know, gets, gets it, everything on. Uh, straightened out and then I think we may be having um, Jerry Judy coming back so some influx there but I, I do think Washington is an interesting uh, sneaky option if you have your room on your bench maybe just to kind of see if they can get righted they do have the buy coming up after Denver though so could be a one week play awesome that, that's very true you got to pay attention to the you know when those bye weeks are coming up for sure but that is uh, that's going to wrap up the show for today. Tune in on Thursday for our start sits for week eight. Until then, folks, trust your board.